Welcome everyone to another episode. Well, it's not really episode. It's the intro. <laughs> well, it's the intro to the episode. It's the intro to the episode. We're in my house uh, the day after our interview with Nathan Orchard. How, how was that, John? Man, I thought it was awesome. I was, uh, you know, it was a whole good vibe. He was a good instructor. It was great and I liked it. Yeah, we had a, a seminar before we actually went and did the interview with him. We did the seminar and then directly afterwards sat down, had everything in there. You guys will see we're sitting in the gym and did the interview, man, like right afterwards. The the, the seminar was kind of like introduction into leg locks, right? Kind of like how to get to the honey hole and how to get into certain certain positions. And it was great. I was I was really happy with it. It was so good. John got something that took more than two steps. I mean, that's true. That's how you know the instructions. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he did it. It was a, what was it? It was like a, and it was a roll too. Yeah, like you had yeah, a roll under. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had a roll under, grab leg, go to go to leg lace. And John performed it perfectly. It instantly, we just looked at each other. We're like, bro, that just that's, happened. That's how you know it was a good one. <laughs> it was, yeah. I like the way he, he set us up with the whole intro and showing how really it's just a pass. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, it was, it was, was, it was, uh, I keep saying, uh, I'm trying to stop, but the way he demonstrated each move, he also showed how it's in another position. So when he was showing us the kind of calf crunch, how it was a knee, uh, a knee drag position, like you just drag the knee and then boom, you're there. But we entered it from single or from single leg X And it was just, it was interesting because his, he has such philosophy, uh, behind everything that he says. And he quotes a lot of like Bruce Lee and, uh, who's the guy that wrote the art of war? Uh, Tuzo. Yeah. He, he quotes him a, a lot. He's a very, very intellectual person when he comes to explaining what he's doing and why we're doing it. So that was super interesting. And it added a whole different dynamic to learning from someone. Yeah, I mean, and then rolling with him afterwards. I don't. Like, man, I, I wouldn't even say it was rolling. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I hope. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't even. He didn't even get a beat of sweat. Oh man, I was. Like, I, yeah. I, was I was like, all I got to do is just protect my legs. It, it, there's no protecting your leg. He's a world class yeah. combat jujitsu former professional MMA fighter. Has a move in the Tenth Planet system named after him. The Dead Orchard is named after Nathan Orchard, and it was just. I thought I was going to put up a bigger fight than I did. No, no, there was no fighting. No, it no. was it was all me just getting destroyed for five minutes, yeah. and I loved every second of it. Yeah, what I like too is he was just so good. I mean, he's not a giant guy or anything. Yeah, it didn't even matter in the slightest. Right. Then he I was, felt like I couldn't use my feet at all. Like I didn't want to go for any spiders. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to put my foot in his hip. I was like, "What do you do? All my no. stuff's gone." I felt kind of bad because every, when he was grabbing my legs, I was like, "All I got to do is just kick him away. Just I just got to kick him away." <laughs> and uh, oh, my phone's going off. Don't worry, that, it was just your ESPN alert. Yeah, it's. It, I just had to kick him away, and he even said that he's like, he's like, uh, no, Billy said afterwards, like, you did a good job. Uh, keeping your legs away from him. I feel like I didn't do that. And I felt bad for Billy because Billy literally, it was bump fist, tap, tap, bump fist, tap. <laughs> tap. It was, it was, I was, and watching Billy, watching people before me roll with him, I realized like, just try not to, try my hardest not to give him my feet or my legs. No, man, that was, it was good. And it, it kind of like what he talks about, right? It kind of gives perspective of him what's possible. Oh yeah, for sure. And honestly, when I watched him roll with Billy, I, I 
he taught Billy a little move during that role, and I was like, ooh. I'm the knee on belly to heel hook? No, it was a uh, knee on belly and how you just like roll out of that. Like when they have the knee on belly on you, it was a mm. different, a different escape from knee on belly that I've seen. Mm. And it was so easy. I was like, how come no one showed me that? And I was mm. like, and then when they were talking about it, I was like, can you guys keep it down? I don't want everybody else to hear that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to show me it later. Uh-huh. Yeah, but but w- what's great is he was showing some Aikido stuff. He, he only formal martial arts training he has, he says, is Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And he he had 21 professional, no, 10, 10 pro MMA fights before he learned how to actually grapple and how to actually um, strike, strike that, yeah. because he was just, uh, he did a wrestling for 11 years. And so he just studies a lot of martial arts. He does like weapons and he, his claim to fame recently is getting the, the, what is it? The wrist lock takedown. I, I watched at, it last night. I did too. Yeah. It, I was like, mm. That's like sick. He's during the during the seminar. He's like, all right, I can teach you guys this because I hit it on a black belt. <laughs> and he's like, this is Aikido. Aikido still works at jujitsu. You just gotta, just gotta. Everything's a move. You just gotta perform it. So it's all movement. Yeah, it, that, his philosophy behind everything was amazing. So it's a great episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Once again, uh, I, I can't believe we got to interview someone at at the level that he's at. And um, it's it was great. I, I had so much fun and having the seminar before and being in person. Yeah, it's such a different dynamic when you're in person talking to people. And too. I mean, he was so cool. We're like, yeah, we're gonna drive down to your school and, and go drop in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I'm I was sure like, the vibe must be fantastic. He's 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 a, he's a great person, very humble, and you guys will learn a lot from him. So. But other than that, we don't have a beverage of the day. I'm just drinking coffee. We we had our beverage of the day in the episode because we, we started drinking right after rolling. And I think this is the most we drank in the episode in a while, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I had two or three beers. And I was like, oh, I should probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, you got anything else? Uh, Don't ever bring a knife to a gunfight. Yep. And, uh, that's about it. Yep, yep. Some housekeeping stuff. <laughs> you guys will hear that in the episode. <laughs> why is that? Uh, crazy story. But so couple housekeeping things follow us on facebook uh elbows type podcast facebook page follow us on instagram elbows type pod elbows type.com uh and that's pretty much it make sure oh make sure you guys leave a five-star review on itunes that's how we start getting more recognition we our last sponsor that we had crown rash guard is because of you guys giving us five-star reviews and commenting and everything like that so please 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 uh go give us a five-star review on itunes it really helps us out being discovered and other than that I don't think we have anything else, right, John? Nope, nothing. Well, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Elbows Type Podcast. It's your host, Travis and John. John, how are you doing today? Real good, man. Much better now. What, why, 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 great day. Why much better? It's been a rough week. I had, like, two jaw surgeries. That, literally. Literally. I got the bag of medication in the bag. <laughs> Damn, well, you didn't roll like that. That's yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I'll, so pay for, I'll pay for it yeah. later. <laughs> Especially that anaconda someone put on me earlier. Yeah, yeah. he's like, he got up and it was like blood all in yeah. his teeth. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. He's got like a fake tooth going on yeah. right now, right? Yeah, yeah, sure Damn. do. Yeah, so we just got done with a, a fantastic seminar with none other than Nathan Orger. How are you doing today, Nathan? Good, good. Thank you for having me on today. No, no problem at all. I know it's real awkward. The mics are kind of low. Oh, if no, you want to bring it up a little bit. I'm comfy as could be. <laughs> so um, we have, as you can tell, we have the amazing Nathan Orchard over here from 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu over in Seattle, right? That's the school that you have? Yep, yep, yep. 10th Planet Seattle. Yep. So before we go any further, though, John, what we got for our beverage of the day? 
Well, we have a couple, but uh, the one we have right now is Tropic Haze India Pale Ale <laughs> Silver City. This is a local brewery, not three or four miles from here. Yep, it's right one over of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't sponsor us at all, but we drink all their beer. Yeah, <laughs> they and, should. Uh, we yeah, like to talk about should. it. <laughs> <laughs> they should at this point, but you know, whatever. Hey, uh, if Billy, if you can make that happen, <laughs> Billy's sitting behind us, but he's out of frame. But Billy, if you can make that happen, I know you got lots of connections. I yeah, would yeah. I mean, Billy's got all the connections. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's really good beer. It's uh, I don't find it too hoppy at all. I love hazy. You got to be careful with these. They're six and a half or six point four percent alcohol for the little can. Yeah, yeah. But they're delicious. What's great too is uh, Nathan expressed his his uh, excitement right after the seminar of. <laughs> Just can't wait to have a beer. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I mean, I went and I got a shower and I ate a little food, and this beer has never hit so well. I'm telling you. <laughs> Agreed. So, I agree, Silver man. Silver City, baby. Yeah. It's like um, back in the day, we used to do like heavy, like CrossFit workouts or competitions, and it's like, all right, I need to, I need to grab a beer because those endorphins are going through, and you're like, I just, I just no need doubt. something to. Got to level out a little bit. That, <laughs> yeah. That's right. I hear that. So, but that's our beverage of the day. You guys know who our guest is. Uh, Nathan, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for people who don't know who you are. Well, gosh, um, <clears throat> Nathan Orchard. I, uh, I'm a 10th plant of black belt under Eddie Bravo. Um, I got my black belt about seven years ago now, um, which is really weird to say. And uh, yeah, man, you know, just been doing martial arts for the last 21 years. I've had 21 wow. MMA fights. I wrestled. I've studied a little samurai sword and just, uh, you know, as much as I can get into um, just throughout my years, you know, nunchucks and um, I'm working on Psy. I'm working on, actually, the new weapon I'm really excited about that I'm playing with is a rope dart. You guys know what this is? Is, is? It, is it like a, a rope dart? Like the rope dart. It's like scorpion. It's kind of like no. Okay. The, the, the How most did you even know that the most <laughs> common the, the most commonly uh, I think seen you know is um uh, on Kill Bill, Oren Ishii. If you guys know, right mm-hmm. before Uma Thurman has to fight the crazy eighty eight, she fights that girl who's got the ball on a yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah. She's like swinging that, around breaking shit. That and it's crazy, right? I mean, it's like a wild, wild weapon, but uh, it's really beautiful and fun, and that's what I'm like messing with a lot right now and. Got a little family out in uh, Kirkland, Washington, and um, dude, just trying to live the the martial arts family man life, you know. Yeah, during the seminar, you mentioned uh, a lot of Aikido. So obviously, you studied in Aikido before or Jiu-Jitsu, or um, I've never formally studied really. In, the The most formal training I've had uh, is uh, is probably in the Samurai Sword. Actually, everything else is pretty much, and, and then training with Eddie Bravo, of course. Um, everything else, man, I'm like a self-taught kind of just do it myself sort of guy. I just watch a lot of videos like professor YouTube is incredible. I mean, like, (laughs) so you you pick it up, it works, you keep it. That's it. You know, I mean, or I try to find how it works for every, like, you know, it it must work. Like anything that's been around for hundreds of years, there's gotta be something really cool going on, you know? So yeah, that's what I'm trying to, trying to get into right now. Like, I think it's really interesting. Like, uh, again, if it's old, I'm really interested in it. Like, imagine a knife. Once a knife was invented, it never went away. It's been around, whereas like a CD, you know, no one's listening to CDs anymore, you know? And so it's like, I'm just super interested in the oldest philosophy, the oldest martial arts, the oldest weapons, the oldest books, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like uh, the filter. If it can can stand the test of time, there's some truth in it. I, I like you say that, I... So I've never really been into karate, but I've okay. been following the uh, karate nerd 
I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard him. Yeah, right? I do. I was just watching one of his yeah, side so videos. I love watching. It's yeah. Jesse Encamp, right? Okay, yeah. I love watching his videos. He's very articulate. Yeah. I think he's funny. Yeah. So he's talking about karate and the roots of karate. And I was like, wow, it's pretty amazing. And like he, uh, you ever heard of Bimbushi? I guess no. it's the original karate. No, I've never so heard So he that. talked about that and uh, he cool. showed one, uh, one move called The Monkey Steals the Fruit. I never forgot the name of it. Yeah. And, uh, it was great, but it's. I'm it's gonna like go check the that out. This stuff you can order the book on Amazon for twenty bucks. Wow! And it's like uh, where karate originates. So what it used to be, Bimbushi. Okay. And uh, they go through some of the old movements, and it's rough. It's wow. not no like uh, go to a tournament and they do the points. It's like breaking elbows. No yeah. doubt. And I was like, it's legit. So yeah. look up "Monkey Steals the Fruit." I'm gonna the karate nerd, and you'll see what I'm talking. That's cool. About. Yeah, it's like a uh, Roy Dean. He he's a black belt in Japanese jiu-jitsu. Yep. And he said the a big difference between them is Japanese jiu-jitsu they use weapons. Like mm. the in order to rank up, they attack you with weapons. I was like, I don't know about that, man. That's Any hard. weapon they can find, it could be a rake. <laughs> he said whatever. They just surprise Whoa. you. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I could imagine that. I have a hard enough time just doing like Gracie self-defense yeah. and deflecting punches. I'm not trying to get raked in the face. Yeah, like wax on. <laughs> All right. That's All right. cool though. I like that. So big thing that you're in is combat jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah. Did, yeah. How how did you get into that? Um <clears throat> right time, right place, I guess. Uh you know, not a lot of people it, combat jiu-jitsu is interesting because uh not a lot of jiu-jitsu guys want to do it because it's too intense, but MMA guys also don't really want to do it cuz it's kind of wussy. Right. It's like wussy MMA. Well, I've done lots of jiu-jitsu, I've done lots of MMA and I'm just like whatever, sure, slap me in the face. <laughs> it's fine, but I was putting it together um, so actually, Eddie just hit me up. Um, I'm going to be doing, there's going to be another. MBD. What's that? I said no big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, it's a weird life. I, I, I Seriously, he, 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 he went from an idol who I was like starstruck by to like my friend, yeah. you know, and it's been a crazy transition. But he, he hit me up and uh, I'm going to do another one in June. Oh, nice. So I'll be in my fourth combat jujitsu, which no one's done that many. You know what I mean? Like, I will legitimately, after this next one, I think I already do, have more combat jujitsu matches than anyone in the world, which is wow. it's cool. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's fun. And I've watched them all on UFC Fight Pass. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, so I stumbled upon that. I'd never okay. heard of it. And, yeah. yeah. I thought it was great because I was having a problem with jujitsu here where we'd got into it and, like, some of the moves, I was like, this would never work in a fight. Like, right. I would get punched in the face. Sure. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand, like, uh, the Barambolo rolls and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I'm yeah. just going to get crushed. Yeah. And uh, then I, I stumbled upon that, and I was watching it, and I was like, oh, that is so realistic because, yeah. it's, you know, they're slapping them right upside the head. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. You're not going to try that where you're actually getting hit in the face. Yeah, like, it's a lot more realistic. You know, there's still it's still a game, yeah. you know, but it's it's definitely not uh, – it, it pushes the pace, and it, it does make you – it keeps your jiu-jitsu far more honest, that's for sure. Oh, yeah I, yeah, I saw that right off the bat because they'd have, you, like you said, some MMA fighters and purely jiu-jitsu, and I'd see some of the jiu-jitsu guys go into, like, a guard, and they were just getting, like, I, I could see the shock in their face when they were getting hit. Straight up. And I was like, you better get some space or stand <laughs> dude, up. Dude, I've seen some guys getting mangled. Like, uh, it was the second 155, no, it was the first time I, <clears throat> I did 170, excuse me, and... And I can't remember even the match, but dude, one guy walked. He looked like he just got out of an MMA fight. Uh, I mean, I'm bro, they're like going eyebrows oh, cut it. open, yeah. and I'm like, damn, dude, it's real. That's some hard slapping. I watched a couple uh, combat jujitsu, and I I, for, I forgot who it was, uh, but one guy was a former MMA fighter uh -huh. and then went combat jujitsu, and he went against this Japanese guy, and 
the first time the Japanese guy got slapped by him, he looked surprised. He's like, "Why would you do this to me?" Like I was like, he's like, he looked at the ref like, he's like, he's like, he forgot, he forgot what he was doing. Oh yeah, combat, damn it. He's like, like, oh okay, and then. It was like, uh, and then I was as I was watching it. They realized, or they started to explain the rules. Like the ref will stop it if you're not defending yourself yeah. from slaps, yeah. right? And the ref like gave him a warning, like, dude, he's slapping you a lot. Like you, re-, and the guy wasn't like getting affected by it, yeah. but he just wasn't defending it. Sure, like, he was. I, I, like I couldn't understand. Like maybe he thought the guy was gonna have like some gentleman rules, yeah. and but the guy was a former MMA fighter, so he was winding up, and Man. they were some good slaps for real. And I was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one, Yeah, guys. it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It's true. What, what, what's, the, what's the hardest match you've had in combat jiu-jitsu? Gosh, I mean, uh, you know, Wagner Rocha is a savage. You know, he beat me in the first combat jiu-jitsu, which was a little frustrating because I'll straight up say, you know, if it was MMA, because he, he won with TKO, I... Here's another claim to fame. I was the first person to ever be TKO'd in combat jiu-jitsu. <laughs> oh, nice. But yeah, yeah, you know, I'm real proud about that. No, but, uh, you know, r- realistically, though, I was totally not hurt at yeah. all. In fact, if you watch the video, I was, like, pushing my arms up in the air, hoping he would go for an arm bar so that he'd stop hitting me because I swear to you, I knew that the, the, the strikes were not causing any kind of damage. But it looked like they were. Yeah. So the ref is like, "Oh my god! If you don't, if you don't do something, we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it. We're gonna end it." And I'm like, "I'm fine." And then you know they end it. Yeah. If there were punches, I probably would have been destroyed. But in that case, I was totally fine. And you know it is what it is. So Wagner's tough. Um, Cody Steele, he beat me in the finals of the second one, and he's a savage. He's a gamer. You know, beat me in overtime. You know, um, he's a tough guy. And then PJ Barch just beat. You know, I haven't quite won it yet. I'm coming close. Right you know, I've, ta- I've taken second twice, and then I lost in the semis last time against PJ. But I don't know. You know, I mean, I've had such difficulties in my life that I don't think people can really hurt me. They can beat me. They can't hurt me. You know what I right. mean? So whatever. You know, I lose a game. Nah, is what it is. I, I don't think I could even imagine the pressure of doing that stuff anyway. Yeah. You got cameras on you and you know everyone's watching it. I'd probably yeah, I'd be like mm. do, do you think about that when you're doing it? That's a good that's a good like keyway. Like do you think about that? Like do you cuz I I've heard of some people especially in like MMA from people I've talked to is when it comes time to perform, they just zone everything out. They sure. they somehow they over the roaring crowd or everything they can hear their coaches like is that something that happens to you too or are you like completely in the moment and taking Uh, everything in i mean yes and no um okay so bruce lee said the um greatest hindrance of the execution of any physical act is the consciousness of self Hmm. being aware of yourself and what you're thinking of yourself and what they're thinking of you and all this self-thought self-consciousness um and so Definitely there are times where that has happened and I don't perform as well. But when I kind of just, you know, do it for me and for nobody else, that's when I do my best. You know what I mean? It's like just my ride. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard and stuff to get out there and, and put your name on the line and, and whatever. But, well, I'll tell you, this last combat jujitsu I did, um, so over last summer, Last summer was weird, you know. We had fires up here. There was smoke, yeah, and there was riots, yeah. and COVID. And I'm thinking the world's getting at any moment. You know, I'm like, do I shut my school the down? Jazz. I yeah. I legitimately, uh, you know, went to Wyoming for five weeks and hung out on my my family ranch out there for a little bit, just trying to like figure out what the hell to do. And uh, so anyway, summer's weird. Things are all weird. 
uh, I, in my house, the way it's set up, there's actually a mother-in-law apartment that somebody else rents out. I didn't know this guy or anything. And he was having a party and it was like midnight, you know, and I got a, I got a one and a half year old and a, and a seven year old stepson and stuff. And, and so, you know, I'm like protective of my family. Well, someone slams his door so hard that it shakes my whole house. They slammed it so hard that I thought someone was breaking into my house. I thought someone kicked my door down. Wow. And so, you know, like I said, I study weapons and stuff. I got all kinds of stuff. Well, I have a sword right by my bed, you know. I, I, I've never moved that fast in my whole life. I jump out of my bed, grab my sword. I run out in my living room, and I'm literally thinking to myself, I'm going to cut these dudes to pieces <laughs> before they kill me. Yeah. Or they're going to kill me. But I was ready to fight and die right there in my living room for my family. Now, granted, it, it was false alarm, blah, blah, right. whatever. I was paranoid. No big deal. But... I tapped into something that I've been able to like tap back into that like primal, like, Oh, I will fight and die right now for my family. Mm -hmm. And so this last combat jujitsu, my first two matches, you know, I won them both in like right around a minute or something because I harnessed that. And then my third match was against PJ Barch, who I've known for years and years. And like, I couldn't harness that against him. Right. I was like, ah, oh, you're my friend. Like I couldn't see my enemy's face. And so man, the, the psychological battles, of high level competition are really intense, you know, let alone then you fight your friend or whatever. Right. You know? What's funny is you mentioned that is because, uh, Israel Adesanya just, he, he did an interview for USC cause his fight is today. Between, okay. Yeah. Uh, John Baholvich for the lightweight title. And he, he, he was asked like, what is one of his proudest moments? And it was in the Kevin Gaston fight where it was going into the fourth or fifth round and it was just an all out war. And he looked at Kevin, he said, you can't beat me because I'm ready to die for this. Like, he's mouthing it to him. He's I've like, seen that. Oh, right? I'm prepared to die. I'm prepared. You know what I mean? And he Dude. said that was his proudest moment because that was the time that he was yeah. like, I flipped the switch. That yep. was the time that I was like, and, you know, he's a high-level undefeated in MMA. He has, like, one loss in kickboxing. Super high-level guy. And for him to be like, that's my proudest moment. And it was, you know, deep into my MMA career. It says a lot because I don't have that yet. You know, like, sure. I'm, it, I, like, that's why I haven't competed because I feel like I'm just too laxed. Mm. I haven't I haven't tapped into my primal. Yeah, but you'll, you'll, you know what I mean? You'll, as like, soon as they start trying to kill you, it'll it'll snap. Yeah, yeah, and it, maybe it will, right? But it's just it's, I it's not like I don't want that. It's kind of like I tell my wife. My wife is, uh, she loves, she's a Christian. She mm -hmm. loves Jesus and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it's not my thing. Yeah. And that's not because like I have anything against it. Sure. It's like I just haven't had that connection with it. Yet. I understand. And the same thing with like. The primalness. I haven't had that connection yet. I love jujitsu. I love being able to defend myself, but just haven't had that connection yet, you know? So, but in that, you don't always want it, though, yeah. you know, too. Like sometimes that connection, like luckily no one was breaking into my house. Right. You know what I mean? But if they were, that would have sucked, you know? But I don't know. You should still compete because that's where you learn the best lessons. You, you ain't lying because I was like, man, do I really suck at jujitsu? And then I went and competed and like, it all came to me immediately. Yeah. Like, there was no time for me to think about, did I know the move? Did I know what I was doing? It was like, it, it tells the there. truth. It, it just was tells like the truth. Right there, right then. Like, I yeah. didn't even have to ponder it. It Straight was just up. done. Yeah. But when you told that story, I was thinking about the safety that used to play for the Redskins. I think it was Sean Taylor. I might have the name wrong. Okay. But they actually did break into his house, and uh, he wasn't allowed to own firearms. Mm. So he jumped up and grabbed a machete that he kept under the bed. Right. And they shot him, and that was the end of it. Damn. Well, yeah, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> well,
escalated quickly. No, I was like, he said that. I was like, expected like, yeah, he grabbed the machete and defended his house. He's like, no, they shot him. So all I'm saying is, you need to put an AR next to the sword. Well, I'm not saying I don't have one, <laughs> but the sword. But what I'm saying is, I didn't necessarily want to go flinging bullets through my house. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I and I, I, I legitimately thought at that time that I would be faster with the sword and scarier. You know what I mean? Like you got like this dude with the freaking top knot and shirtless running towards you with the sword. Like you better kill him or he's yes, gonna yeah. kill you. Know? He's like, is that dude got a samurai? Sword? Yeah, yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there was some psychological warfare going on there, but yeah, lucky for me, it didn't go down. That's why you got to sleep nude too. So yeah. you jump Wait, I there. do, I do. See, so too. man, it was a, already it was out. a mess, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. <laughs> naked guy with a sword, bro. Right? <laughs> I've jumped out of bed, did the same thing. My wife's like, "Are you gonna put clothes on?" I'm like, "No, yeah. I hope it shocks him." <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. What's funny is what's funny is like uh, during during Billy's interview, uh-huh. um, or maybe we were just talking to him one time, and he was talking about how. Uh, if he ever has to use his jujitsu in real life, I've already lost. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah the, everything else has failed. Straight you know up. what I mean? And it's kind of like that. Like you go to that that instinct of I better grab my my sword is because the, probably nothing else is going to really work right now. Yeah, I mean, hey, what what? I mean, um, Musashi says, or it's in the Art of War. I don't know. You know, you want to you 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 want you want to fight. You want to win without ever fighting. Yeah, fighting is the lowest form the of fighting. Yep. You yep. know what it's I the mean? Last resort. It's a last resort. You know, so yeah, but sometimes you get, you know, backed into a corner. So yeah, it's like, like when your hard hat saves you at work. You yeah, don't want that. That's like the last thing. Yeah, that's like, straight. Everything up. else has failed if you get oh hit in the head. My yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's like uh, I tell my son. He talks about you know what if someone picks on him at school and this and that and you know should I beat him up? And I was like, no, you should. Jujitsu should be the literal last. Last, last resort. Last yeah. resort. Yep. Yeah. I was like, I was like, if someone's being mean to you or whatever, I was like, if they punch you in the face, that's one thing. Yeah. But if they're just being mean to you or they push you or sure. something like that, don't escalate it. Like, no. just walk away. Go tell yeah. the teacher or something. Like, yeah. you're the biggest. It's not person. worth it. It's, it's just not, not worth, worth it. it. Right. And it's like, it's like, don't, don't, don't escalate it if it doesn't need to be. Now, if someone physically assaults you or like, there's so are you saying like you like Galvo if you get slapped in the face? Just, Ooh, I, you I went there, left. dude. Man, that's, uh, we're, we're like 15 <laughs> minutes in the podcast. It's already brought up. Wait, wait, I was just, I was just asking. <laughs> oh but, man. Well, I mean, I, I think looking hindsight 2020, he did the right thing by not escalating it. But he's a grown man. That's a former professional MMA fighter too. But my son is 12. Years I old. had to bring it up. <laughs> It's the talk. Everyone's talking we, about it. We Come talked on. about it like on the mat. Remember? Look, <laughs> you know what? No, legitimately, before he came out and said anything, I thought to my, I said it to somebody. I was like, yo, either Gaval is, I mean, it's ridiculous to say thing. he would possibly be a wuss because he's not. We all right. know that, right? Right. But he was either, he either got put in his place or he stepped up and used like the deepest, the deep, most he he pulled it up from the deepest core part of his core to like that self restraint. Yeah. Now, I would have fought. I think it was more right shock. Right then and shocked. Well, yeah. see that's what I'm saying. It was either shock or deep discipline. Now, if it was shock, ooh, that's not a good look. If it legitimately was like, you know what? This is stupid. I'm yeah. stupid. Then okay, like I actually kind of have a little bit more respect for that. But if you just got bitch slapped and then you were in shock, so you did nothing. Ugh. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, because honestly, if I think if it was the deep inside right yeah. thing, then it would have never got there to begin with. You're he right. Yeah. I mean, talking yeah. shit. Wouldn't I mean, he it. did. He did make contact first. Yes. Yeah, he yep. pushed. That's what I was gonna say. Is 
Uh, I think it's Ryan like, just slapped the stupid out of him, and then it, and then, and then, and then it was gone, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh and shit, like, shit I shouldn't have done idea. that." Yeah, yeah, and then he's like, "He's like, hold on a second, this dude just slapped me. He got yeah. slapped the second time. He's like, all right, no, I'm good.' I'm and good. <laughs> and I also am impressed, like, whatever. Gordon, everyone says they're gonna slap. Everyone says they're gonna do yeah. something. He actually did it. Yeah. Mike Tyson talks about that. Everyone has a game plan until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Right. It's, I'm sure it was alarming. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, damn. I just, mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, you just see happen? people in jiu-jitsu, right, talk a big game. Right? Yeah. They, they push each yeah. other or whatever, That's right? What and then saying. they take it on the mat, and then, you know, someone gets heel hooked or whatever, and they're like, all right, man, respect. Sure. It's like very rarely do you – I think that's why the jiu-jitsu community was, like, so shocked by – like, everyone had the same reaction. Like, oh, shit, he just slapped the shit out of him. Oh, he just did it again. You know what I mean? It's like – and then there's people out there like, I can't believe – you know, jiu-jitsu is bigger than this. Jiu-jitsu is big. It's like we're f- – like they're literally professional fighters. They're like like – they the the, They're the top of the food chain. You know what? It's actually kind of weird to me that everyone tried to break up the fight. Everyone should yeah. have circled around them and been like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you right, guys – I'll keep everyone yeah, away. That's you what guys I'm like, it. Don't let, need to wait for ADCC. Let's that, go. <laughs> fucking A. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're really yep. if you're really going to put your, your money where your mouth is, right then and there. Like these right. guys are professionals. Like right. fuck. It. Let's get it. You right, know? and you know, you see on the social media that them always talking about like them dodging each other, or they're like, "Oh, I offer a million dollars or five hundred It's like that was free. You ain't even got to lose anything out your bank well, account. That's why I thought it know? was weird reading on Gavo's statement, and he was like, "Well, he thought about somebody could really get hurt if they got into it right there, and that's why he kind of backed down." I'm like, "Well, I mean, you could really get hurt anytime we're on the mat. Like, yeah, yeah. you think Gordon that's Ryan's going to go excuse. easy on you when it comes to the super fight? Like, no, right. like it's like." No, well, maybe they're both geniuses and they're just you know and they're, they're and they're yeah, planning all this. Maybe they're ta- for all we know they they're have a mess- maybe they have a secret them. message and they're like, <laughs> like they're like yo dude okay then I'm gonna slap you and then we're yeah. gonna talk shit and then we're yes, gonna build this yeah. up and we're gonna make jujitsu huge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You but I don't schools. think they're that. They're both really smart guys, but they're not that smart. Yeah, I know Come it's kind of like it's like a I, I saw your post about him, but like Colby Covington, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. in MMA, he's he. If you look back at what he's said about him and the persona he's he's put up now, it's like that's not he like you, it's not really him, but it's the persona he has to build. Okay, to, so let me jump in because that's not necessarily true. Now, maybe everyone's like everyone's like, oh, it's so random, Orchard. Why you call Colby Covington? I've known him since high school. Oh, really? Oh. We were in the same wrestling circuit. I saw this guy. I crossed paths with him tons of times, and he was kind of a dick. <laughs> All right, well, let me go ahead and just I retract that. You, you know so what I said? His true nature. It kind, I mean, kind of, yeah. you know, like, look, AJ Agazarm, that's his true nature. Like, he comes off as a douche. The guy's a douche. Yeah. Just straight up. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't talk shit about people. I'm, I just say what's, what's real, you know, from my perspective anyway. And like, AJ was a dick every time I've ever seen him do anything. And kind of Colby, every, all I can judge people by is my personal interactions with them. Right. Good way to do Not it. Not what you see on That's TV. it. Not yeah. what I see. And yeah. so- I gave AJ the benefit of a doubt until I competed against him and did all that. And I'm like, nope, you're legitimately a douchebag. <laughs> and then, and same with Colby. I'm like, I know, I know you. Yeah. You know? So like, anyway, that's another thing about it. I want to like squash this old kind of, not, not that we had beef in high school or anything. He actually had beef with my old homie uh, through wrestling and stuff. Like they kind of like got into it. Uh, Colby was a way better wrestler than me at the time, but now I'm like, you know, all these years later, we're both kind of at the top end-ish of our sports. I mean, he, you know, obviously the UFC's, but look, a bunch of people in that, uh, I called him out and stuff, they're like, why would Colby take a match against you who, blah, blah, I'm like, first of all, because I know him, 
Right. Okay. Second of all, what is it saying about the UFC, the skill level of the UFC, if the number one contender doesn't want to take a match against, like, not even the best jujitsu guy in the world, just a good one? Right. But, like, I would school him in jujitsu. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, like, it's not, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's like, how, anyway, I hope that happens. Wait, it's like you mentioned that, right? And we're seeing a lot in, like, the boxing genre now or boxing sport of MMA transferring over to sure. boxing starting off with yeah. uh Conor McGregor was probably the biggest name that yeah. was, was switched over to boxing for just the money fight but now we have Ben Askren versus Jake Paul you know totally. now, now we have Logan Paul versus yeah it's all for money yeah. right yeah so it's it's not to say that it might not happen yeah. right but I think I think people are looking especially like all these super fights and Double champs. I think people mm. are just hunting the instead of being purist. I think they're just hunting for the paycheck nowadays. Well, you know dude, I mean? you know what? Straight up, we're entertainers. Yeah, true. 100%. We're we're, we're entertainers. We are yep. there to make to to entertain people and make it think it's cool and like get, build the sport that yep. way. You know, if you want to be a look, plus I'll bet you the baddest motherfucker on the earth. No one knows who they are. Right, oh, probably. You know what I mean? Right. So like. Who cares? Like, you, oh, great! You're the greatest fighter in the world that people know. Yep. I'm more, I'm more interested in the greatest fighter in the world that you never heard of. Yeah, I told my son that too. I was like, I was like, be careful, man, because there's always someone bigger and badder out there. There's, and you just don't know. You just don't, prime example that college bathroom fight that just happened. Oh yeah. Between Woo. the wide receiver at Ohio State well, and the guy learned. that looked like a younger Ben Askren, right? <laughs> He's like he's like this dude's small. I'm a yeah. big, fit guy. Got whooped. Him yeah. and his boys mopped up and down the floor. Oh, face all like, over that pissed like up floor. You, that's oh. what I try. That's why I try to like preach to like Charles. I'm like, you don't know who people are. Sure. Like don't don't go picking fights. Like no. you, there's killers nowadays, bro. You know no. what I mean? Not to mention, dude. It's just like in a fight, if you knock a guy down, he hits his head on the curb, and he has brain damage as well. That's not worth, yep. there's nothing worth that, yeah. you know? And it, it kind of like makes me think of a Bruce Lee quote, which I'm going to I'm gonna slaughter, but it's something to the effect of, don't fear the man who can beat you, fear the man who can bite off your nose. You know, it's like, look, you don't have to beat everybody. In fact, or even if you do win, but you still sustain a horrible injury, like, th- that's not worth the, it. Yeah. Did you win, really? Yeah. Did you win, really? Yeah. Exactly. Right, right. That's like, what I'm saying. I got a black eye from a, a, a sick knee from someone trying to oh, yeah, pass was my great. guard. It was like, I liked it was, looking at you was, for two weeks with that black eye. It was great. <laughs> it was I was wonderful. Like, damn, this thing go... Every, my first black eye I've ever had in my life. Like, I've had, like, a cracked nose and yeah. this and that. I've never sustained, like, any super, like, real injury. But I had this black eye, and people... People were like, man, what happened to your face? I'm like, oh man, I got you know, I got need in the face. You see the other guy? I was like, really? I was like, yeah, he looks perfectly fine. <laughs> He's <laughs> totally okay. He's okay. So it obviously, wasn't worth it. I yeah, got nothing out of this besides my face hurts yeah, now. You know, well, you look cool too. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, hey. So going to like how you first started on jujitsu. How, how did you start off in Tenth Planet system, or no, did you no. start off in gi? No, no, I actually started off. So I, I started wrestling when I was 12. And then, I, so I wrestled for four years. I had my first MMA fight. I was 16. Wow. This was, my first MMA fight was in 2004, which is crazy because YouTube came out in 2005. Yeah. Right? So this was back before, like, man, when I was trying to learn, you know, I can't even remember if there was Google back then, maybe, but if you Googled jujitsu, you'd see, like, a, an army combatives manual come up, a picture-by-picture picture instruction. Like, there was no... Nothing like today. No hashtag armbar, and you can all of a sudden get all the coolest armbar techniques there are. You know, so I wrestled, jumped into MMA. I got armbarred, 
And that was really what like ultimately set me off, you know? So then I, I wrestled for two more years, got out of high school and had 20 more fights. Wow. And, uh, and let's see, my last fight was in 2012. So yeah, from 2006 to 2012, I had 20 more fights and then, and, and 10, uh, my overall MMA record is, is 14 and seven. Um, I was on a, I was on an eight fight winning streak. And then I lost three fights in a row to just like decision, like better wrestlers. So I was like, all right, time to like get my jujitsu so good that no one could stop me. So I really delved into jujitsu because now there was more resources and stuff. And then I just got lost in jujitsu, never went back to MMA. Plus I've had concussions. Like I don't need any more of that in my life. But, uh, and so, um, 21 MMA fights. And then I decided, okay, well, I guess I better try to get ranked in jujitsu. But there was no jiu-jitsu schools in my town. I'm from Grants Pass, Oregon. It's a, it's a small town in, in Southern Oregon. And uh, so I Google how to get ranked in jiu-jitsu. I had no idea. Well, a, a thread popped, popped up on a 10th Planet forum that kind of had like the criteria and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, I can do this stuff. It was like at the time, it was get 15s because I was obviously training remotely. I wasn't at a school, but I liked 10th Planet. And so Eddie had said, look, if you're a, what they call a ronin, no you know, you're just like a lone dude out there doing your thing. Um, uh, post, if you can get video, you were in 10th planet gear or throw the 10th planet gang sign, 15 submissions. Okay. And then we'll, you'll get ranked. So I was like, cool, I can do that. Uh, come to find out it took longer than I thought because, you know, sometimes you only get two matches in a jujitsu tournament. It's not like wrestling where sometimes you get five or six or whatever. So it took a little while, but then, so mind you, I'm still white belted this time. This is, this is, a. Uh, this is in 2000, January 2012. I hit uh, what is now the Dead Orchard, okay? It wasn't called that then. It was called nothing. And uh, it didn't have a name, you know? And, and so I hit that using some dope rubber guard against a really good 10th Planet guy. And that got me really noticed, you know? And uh, so I popped that on the forum. Eddie sees it. He made a little video and was like, yo, Nathan Orchard, change that white belt status. You're a blue belt now. Boom. He gave me Dang, a blue belt online. That's, oh, that's dope. Cool. It was crazy. I was the first person he ever did that for him. So what did that, interrupt real quick, what did that feel like? To, first, having your idol hit you up saying, Dude. yo, and then the recognition that your idol was posting about. Like, what did that feel like? Dude, it was wild. Really? I, I, I remember watching the video, and I just tingles all over my entire body <laughs> i legitimately said oh, i i got a 10 planet blue belt oh i can what? die happy i can die happy <laughs> yeah, I, i'm yeah, yeah. i did it i've i I've did it. the pinnacle yeah. i'm there <laughs> that's, like that's what yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, i felt yeah. completely so then to go from that to where i am like what i have a, a move named after me you know i've been in all these like cool competitions and done all this stuff and hung out with cool people and traveled the world like man i just had no idea what i was even getting into it was, it's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me, you know, yeah. a dream come true completely. Yeah, it's like when you first started the seminar, you said, you know, because of jujitsu, I've been able to do X, you know what I mean? Completely. Did you ever, like, for people that don't know what a dead orchard is, it's yeah. double arm, triangle, it, right? Yeah, it's, it's a triangle with both arms in instead of one arm in, right? And then it turns into an arm bar, yeah. basically. Did you ever think that one you were the pioneer of going to be a pioneer? Well, you're, well, it was I, done before, right? Or like an early that's UFC right. fight. One, right? A guy had done it in the UFC. I mean, look, I'm sure someone had done it in ancient Greece too. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, <laughs> it, it, just, just, just the same, just the same way that uh, 
you know, people have grabbed their leg in rubber guard, but it's different to like hit it once and then to create a system. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. The, you then hit it consistently on top level people, you know. So that's what I did. You know, like um, especially when I hit it on Barry Yoshida in EBI two. You know, he's an ADCC medalist. So to hit that move on him, that that's when it really solidified. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I I believed in it long before that, obviously, but that's when other people started to believe in it, you know? And now, I mean, Eddie Bravo himself said that it's the most common submission from Rubber Guard. Yeah. Which is crazy, because I honestly kind of like accidentally stumbled across it, and then I just kept doing it over and over again, and then realized what I was doing, and then I was able to create systems and get better at it and, and all this stuff, so... If I'm not mistaken, Grace uh, just hit it in... Fight to win, dude. She right? hits it all the time. She hits it all the time. I, I, I can't even keep up what, with what's it. What's her last name? Gun, Gundrum. Yeah. If you guys don't know who Grace Gundrum is, you have to look her up. She's like 16, 17 years I old. I mean, now she's maybe eighteen because she's got a black. I mean, she's a black belt. She's a black belt now. Oh my god! I remember watching. Maybe her the youngest ever ago. black belt. She is a straight killer. Yeah. They call her the silent assassin. It is incredible. This woman's jujitsu. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember seeing her hit it multiple times. Yeah. And it's like, and I mean, one time, um, Ben Saunders almost hit it in the UFC mm. and Joe Rogan was commentating and he said dead orchard. And dude, I had people uh, like friends from my deep guy. past being like, Joe Rogan just said your name on the <laughs> UFC. And then he said my name on a podcast, you know, like, dude, it's, it's stuff that I never could have even imagined. Yeah, I was happy with that blue belt. I could have died happy with that blue belt. So everything else has just been a cherry on top, you know. Yeah, that's great, man. It's like it's you never know where life is going to take you, that's right? True. Like John Straight and I up. started jujitsu three, three years ago, yeah. coming yeah, up three yeah, years yeah. ago, and uh, our last episode was with Roy Dean, mm -hmm. and the first person we really started to follow was Roy, Roy Dean. Dean. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and wow. it was like, it was crazy. And now, three years later, we have a podcast. We're yeah. interviewing someone that has a literal name or move named after him, Nathan Orchard, right? And then before that, we had um, Roy Dean, who has been like the pinnacle of like our outside entity. Sure. Of, you know, and before that, we had other people. And I just would have never have expected... Ever. Never yeah. in a million I remember years. Me and Travis are in Japan, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I, I'm paying for this app for Roy Dean for thirty bucks a month. Let's watch this and then go try it." And that's so how, cool. And that's how we started. And it's, it, it's once again, it's because of jujitsu. I mean, I, we haven't been able to travel the world, but we've got. To you talk know what to it really is, cool though. People, I mean, man. it's it's just passion. Passion. It's going 100%. at something with passion. Because, like I said at the seminar, if you if you devoted as much time to playing the piano as I have jujitsu. That would take you all over the world too. I yeah. guarantee you, you'd get, you'd get to meet high-level musicians and play in high-level places. And or if you drew as much as I did jujitsu or did chess, as, you know what I mean. Like it's just what happens when you go all out. Yeah, that's it. You know. So the that, thing that you said at the beginning of the seminar that that I thought was really, I might get it tattooed on me, man. It was <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I remind. I don't remember the last one, but it is. Study the sport. Oh, oh, oh. No, it's um, think street. Think street, yeah. Train sport, practice art. Yeah. Right? Because, so, so I've actually used jiu-jitsu in the street. There was a time when um, I was in Portland. I, I had just finished a jiu-jitsu class and with, with someone who it was their first ever jiu-jitsu class. And we're driving home and they're like, so would jiu-jitsu work on the street? And I'm like, well, it kind of depends. If there's more than one bad guy, does he have a weapon? Like, what's the, you know... I swear to you, right then and there, I look over and I see this dude. It's like 11 o'clock at night, downtown Portland. And this dude is kicking in a store 
door, like a glass door, and there's some like older folks around him trying to stop him. I stop my truck in the middle of the street. I watch him for a second, see if he had any weapons, see how many bad guys there were. There was only one. I park my truck. I just, I just stop it right in the middle of the road. I jump out. I run up to him. I push him up against the wall. I'm like, dude, stop it. What are you doing? He turns around and starts swinging on me. I drop levels. Take. <laughs> <laughs> I drop levels, take him down. Um, he shrimps into me, which was in, uh, like a good reflex for him. But then I stepped over. I had a chance. I thought to myself, should I arm bar him? Or should I take his back? And I'm like, well, if I armbar him, he could bite my leg. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm going to take his back. And I tie up his leg. He couldn't bite me. He couldn't poke me. He couldn't spit on me. I held him for five minutes until the cops got there, helped me cuff him up, and I went home. You know, um, so so when I teach jujitsu, I will point out, like in a situation, I'll be like, see right here that you can't bite me, you can't poke me, you can't right. scratch me, you can't. I'm always thinking street while training sport. But I like it to be beautiful and fun, so that's practicing the art. Yeah, you know? and it's, you mentioned that too. Is kind of like um, I like the three, the compression. What'd you say? Compression. There are only joint. three submissions. There's either a, a twist, a bar, or a compression. Anything that twists goes both directions, like an inside heel hook, outside heel hook, key lock, kimura. A bar always goes directly against the joint, and then a compression is just isolating and squeezing. Right. That's everything boils down to that, and then beyond that. Uh, so no, first what I tell people is there's only three concepts in jujitsu. There's there's um transitions, positions, and then submissions. A takedown's a transition, a pass is a transition, then there's positions, then there's submissions. Then within the submissions there's bars, twists, and compressions. So when you really break it down, it's really simple. There's not a whole lot going on. Right. You, you know, at its core. But anyway. Yeah, and then there was another thing that you said. I was just like, I was. He said a lot. I know. I was like, I was thinking the same. Where's the video? I'm never gonna remember all this. I was like, I brought a bunch of my camera gear because I wanted to take like some B-roll shots of the seminar so we can throw it in between the the podcast and whatnot. But none of it happened because I was just like, like trying to pay as much attention as possible. And at the beginning, you know, you were just like when we were doing the the honey. The honey, what is it called? Honeycomb or the honey hole? Honey, honey 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 back step <laughs> to the honey hole. Yeah, and you're like, you know, make sure that you put your face back because you could get punched in the face, exactly. right? You know, and it was, right. I was like, this is like mind blown right now, yeah. you know? Yeah, because you always hear it. It's like as I'm teaching leg locks for jujitsu, I mentioned getting punched in the right. face, right? And it was like, that's a great point, <laughs> like, right? And then John, when John and I were practicing, he was like up close, he was crunched in. I was like, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. That's you it. know, and he just scoots away. So even even like the the high level stuff could still work, but you have to have that that Mentality. street mindset. Yeah, that's right. You really do. Yeah, and and when you think street while doing sport, it actually makes your technique way better. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, why wouldn't you? you know? Yeah. So what when you were first started as a white belt, you said that you were doing most of it remotely yeah. and whatnot. When you dropped in at your first school, what was that experience like? Dude, legitimately, the first school I ever dropped in was Tenth Planet headquarters. Okay, <laughs> that's that's quite a. It was crazy. I'm telling you. So so again, I had 21. Or at this point, yeah, I already had 21 fights, and I had just um, t- my first 10 fights completely untrained, completely just me being a wrestler fighting. I watched the UFC, and then, like I said in the seminar, I. Uh, uh, I got outstruck, so I went to a striking coach. I learned how to punch, kick. I ended up learning karate. And uh, and then, like, okay, legitimately, I did not know I was good at jiu-jitsu, okay? I had no clue. 
All right. So I hit the dead orchard. Eddie Bravo gives me a, a bluebell online. I go down to HQ. First time I've ever done this. First time I ever went into a jujitsu school. And first person I roll with at the time was Junie Browning. You guys remember him? Mm-mm. No. Okay. He, he, he was on one of the, the uh, early ultimate fighters. Okay. And he was like this guy from Kentucky and he's like this wild fighter. I think I know who you're talking he about. He was in the UFC. I don't know all the old DVDs. Okay. Yeah. And he's a crazy dude. Well, I, I murked him. Dude, I and I it blew my mind. Okay, I <laughs> right. swear to you. Right. Well, Eddie Bravo wasn't there that night, so then I roll some other, and I'm just tapping everybody out. I swear to you, and I was like, "What? This is headquarters." And so the next day, Eddie's in class, and Junie walks up to him. He kind of whispers in Eddie's ear, and he kind of points to me, and then Eddie goes, "Uh, sir, sir, what's your name?" Well, okay, because when Eddie gave me my blue belt, the video, I had long hair and a full beard. When I went to HQ, I, I uh, cut my hair and shaved my beard, so no one recognized me. So I'm like, oh, well, Eddie, you actually gave me a blue belt online two weeks ago. He's like, oh, Nathan Orchard, oh, number one Ronan, oh, all this stuff. So then I was there for two weeks, and over that two weeks, he put me through seven test matches where Ooh. everybody would sit around and watch. He'd say, okay, Orchard versus this guy, Orchard versus that guy, Orchard versus... Um, I mean, you know, some of them were brown belts, and... I had two stalemates and I tapped everyone else out. Yeah. One one of my stalemates was uh, Gio Martinez, who's oh really yeah yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. one of the guys he's that a I still high level guy. Now, yeah, we actually dude. got our black belts the same day. Oh really? Yeah. So he's kind of like him yeah. Lot. He's the man, dude. Yeah. He's the man, you know. So for me to go down to HQ, like I I swear it's so dorky sounding, but I I'd, <laughs> I'd leave a class, I'd kick ass, all right, which like was totally blowing my mind. I'd go, I'd call my mom and be like, mom, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who's the first we person call each you other. call? Yeah. I, mean, I call Travis and say, hey, bro, look. Well, hey, whether we get our ass kicked or we do, yeah. we're like, bro, I just got murked. Dude, I call, <laughs> dude, I would call my mom and be like, mom, I'm like beating guys. This is crazy. Like, it blew my mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I didn't know that I was good at jujitsu. And so Eddie Bravo gave me my, my blue belt online. Two weeks later, I went to HQ. I trained for two weeks. He put me through all those test matches. And then he gave me my purple belt. Wow. So I was, I was a blue belt for a month. That's insane. Yeah. And then I was a purple belt, and I competed nonstop at the time, okay? I was a purple belt for 14 months, competed a lot, kicked a lot of ass, got my brown belt. I competed every month for 10 months, went undefeated at brown belt, won Gracie Nationals with a twister in the finals, and then I got my black belt. You know, So from the day I got my blue belt to the day I got my black belt, Almost to the day, two years. That's insane, man. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like it was the wrestling that helped you out? It was the MMA. What? It was MMA. the wrestling, it was the MMA, because all of a sudden, I was used to trying to submit people while they are punching me. All of a sudden, no one was trying to punch me. Like, oh, and I'm like, this is I really easy. <laughs> I, I legitimately. <laughs> relax. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, but look, it, you know, blue to black in two two years, but... I had 14 years of right. pretty intense yeah, experience. So, yeah, you know, was, it, yeah, yeah, it's not like I was really a blue belt when yeah. I got my blue belt. Well, I was it's, just curious because I, I run across a lot of wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, they're good. Like, yeah. they've yeah. never done jujitsu, but sure. they're good. Yeah. Like, you know, grappling their is grappling. good. Straight they're, up. They're good. That's movement it. is movement. Movement is movement. Grappling is grappling. Movement, yeah. I don't care if they're a no stripe white belt. They come in here and, like, uh, Z, right? 13 years wrestling. I'm like, great. This is going to be a challenge. Yeah. Straight <laughs> like, up. Like, I know it right off the bat. Of like, course. Of yeah. course. Uh, although sometimes a really good wrestler has a hard time learning jujitsu because they can't stop wrestling. Yeah. They can't be on their It's back like, yo, either. turn your, exactly. Turn your wrestling off for a second mm-hmm. and use some jujitsu. So sometimes it gets in their way. 
You know what I mean? Of getting better. But that's what that's the whole like you got to empty your cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? We uh we were just talking about a guy. He was a smaller guy. He was probably 145, 155 pounds in Japan. We were in Japan for three, three, four months, three, four months at the beginning of our jujitsu journey. Sure. Both of us were four stripe white belts at the time. And we we're going against a wrestler. And I like going against wrestlers because it's like going against a brand new white belt because yeah. they don't know anything but sure. 100%. That's right. You know what I mean? So it's like. It's a good test. It's a good test, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. do I know how to retain my guard? Because this guy's going to pass every bit of it if I don't. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? And this kid was. Yeah, he was something else. I, he like jammed my thumb, like bent my thumb back or jammed it. Something messed up my thumb in our first roll. And I was like. I'm good, man. I'm, yeah. You know what? I got a day job. I'm not trying to... Sure. There's I, no benefit in this for me. Second time we rolled, he it was during the takedown. He, he oh, when he called you an old man? Yeah, right. In your, so, in your, in your 20s? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So get this right. Yeah. I'm only 31, first okay. of all. And this okay. was like two years ago. You were ago. in your 20s, yeah. Yeah. So we start the we start the match, and I'm just sitting down, and he's standing up. He's like, oh, it's probably best you stay down there. Because he knew he jammed my... I, I like stopped after his takedown because he jammed my thumb. And I was like... No. Motherfucker. <laughs> so I got up and I uh, tripped him and got down and I think I tapped him like two or three times during it. But the only reason I got like those submissions is because he couldn't be on his back. So he would yeah. spaz out yeah. and try to get out of there and he would give up arms. He would like press sure. up against me or whatever. And I'm like, well, I, I, I wrestled a little bit in high school, but I've done way more jujitsu than wrestling. So now I sure. know once a guy reaches up, it's like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Extended <laughs> arm equals armbar. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right. Yeah. It's like it's, we joke about our name, elbows tight. But yeah. honestly, the biggest thing I could tell a lot of people when they first start is keep, keep your in. elbows keep close in. to you. Like T Rex arms, baby. T- you know what was, I mean? Funny story. I actually wanted to call it T Rex arms podcast at first. I <laughs> not as catchy. Kids, not as <laughs> it's not as catchy, but I heard it in the kids' class. They're like, T Rex arms. Like, that's a great name. I was yeah, like, yeah. Ah, we're grown men. I don't know. That, that might be funny. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So if you, it, when, when you first started, what what would be the biggest advice that you would give yourself, especially because you you don't have the typical white belt journey because yeah. of your MMA but at a different path than right? most people. So you you have such a different aspect and perspective on your jujitsu journey because of it. Do you, would you change anything because of oh, it? Oh hell no! Look, dude. One of the reasons. Okay, so one of my favorite songs in the whole world is Giorgio by Marauder. By Daft Punk, we that's actually why we to a we, lot of it that's why we listen to Daft Punk today. <laughs> I love Daft Punk. They just broke up twenty one years. I know, man. That's crazy, right? Okay, so Giorgio. Anyway, there's a line he says where he 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 basically says, "Look, no one ever taught me what to do or what not to do. So I was free of concepts. I was free to do whatever. And so that's why my jujitsu is what it is. Is because no one ever told me what to do and no one ever told me what not to do." So it's like really, really my expression. So, you know, I just don't think I would have gone as far or been as creative if uh, I was limited like that, you know. But at the same time, like it, it is good to have good coaching. But, you know, like ultimately you are your own guru. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're looking for the guru outside of you, you're always going to be lost. You know, like you, you got to do like I once asked Kyotera who he studies. And he said, nobody and everybody. He said he can learn from anybody. But if he studies people, that means he's doing stuff that's already been done. 
and he's trying to do stuff that's never been done. You know what I mean? So we don't want to just like limit ourselves by what someone tells us we can or can't do. Right. I can agree with that. So that that's why my journey has worked out the way it has. Um, but also I'm like, you know, not everyone learns the same way. Right. You know, I, I was actually homeschooled for six years, so I kind of know how it is to like, you know, your education's in your own hands. Right. You know, and so I apply that to my jujitsu and, and really everything, you know, and, uh, yeah, so really, you know, my advice to any beginners is uh, do do learn from everybody, but also do what feels best to you. Don't 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 limit yourself by what someone tells you you should or shouldn't do. Definitely take everybody's advice, learn everything you can, but but you're on your own journey, so so no one no one really should dictate too much of your jiu-jitsu, I'd say. Yeah, when we first started the I think I was the one that asked the question and you you broke it down because uh, uh, we were talking about the kind of compression of the calf yeah. for the from the knee slice or the yeah, yeah, yeah. the arm drag or the leg drag yep. position. Yes, and I was like, where 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 should we feel this? And you went into like a great explanation of it depends. Yeah, right. It depends on your body. And the prime example is the lace the leg lace position, right? John feels it as an arm bar. I feel it as a calf compression. Yeah, right? yeah. It's a like knee bar, you, calf compression. That's right. right. It's like you. It 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 honestly depends on you completely there's not only there's you, no right answer but then your opponent like you in combination with everybody else is going to be different every single time right. like every match is like a fingerprint there is not another one like it so everything is completely situational always right i mean if we're if our arms are shaped differently how a kimura grip couldn't possibly be the same for all of us right you know what i mean so you got to find what works for you versus you know, uh, against everyone else and how their arms are. Yeah. It's different every time. Do you think your body style really helped you out with the 10th planet style? Because I noticed when you were talking about, uh, putting your knees to your chest, my knees don't go past my shoulders. Your knees definitely go past your <laughs> shoulders. I was like, sure. I was like, man, he's got some long like, femurs, yeah. man. Man, I really, I, my whole life, I resented my body. It, you know, I always wanted to, uh, I was like this long gangly kid, you know? And it, one, the, one of the most powerful things I ever learned is to just work with the tool I was given. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, instead of bitch about it, like every single, everybody has uh, their own attributes. They're, they're good attributes, you know? And so it's just like, if you're a shorter, stockier dude, then you got to learn how that game works. And yeah, you know, you just got to learn to work with your tool. There, What is it? There's a, a bad farmer blames his tools. Yeah. You know what I mean? That That's some bullshit though. Yeah. I tell Charles all the time, there's no there's no such thing as a, a bad student. It's only bad teachers. Yeah, and there's no best martial art. There's no superior martial art. There's only superior martial artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I've got a question because I've heard this uh, twice in the last two weeks. So Travis <laughs> will know what I'm talking about. Okay. Prison rules. Okay. You mentioned it. It's yeah, great. I, so, uh, <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, we've been so, hearing look, about Billy's this. already laughing in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've never heard this term until a couple weeks ago oh, when, okay. I, when I uh, threw a wrist lock on uh, our new black belt. But I didn't sink it. Yeah. But I threw the wrist lock, and uh, at that point, the roll kind of stopped. And then uh, I was told, well, now it's prison rules. And I'd never heard this <laughs> term before. So what do you think? Is it frowned upon to throw wrist locks? It I, shouldn't be. I'm, I'm, it absolutely I'm, should not. Heel be. hooks it's, used to be frowned upon. So they it's did. a big part of my game. Good. The, because I'm, I'm older, and when I'm rolling with younger guys, it kind of like helps me 
keep them away or make them be a little bit more cautious when yeah. I'm rolling. So if I'm rolling with someone that's better than me, I use them. Yeah. Because it yeah. kind of it helps me out. Yeah. So that was the first time I had heard the term prison rules. Yeah. And then you said it tonight. Okay. Funny. So I'm just curious because yeah. now I'm a little hesitant on my wrist locks <laughs> if I should throw them or not. I, I'm when I say prison rules, I'm totally joking. You know, but at the same time, it's like, you know. I actually saw this hilarious meme about wrist locks because, you know, everyone's like that that John Danaher story about Dean Lister. Oh, yeah. how could you ignore, ignore fi- how, But wrist locks, how could you ignore 0.5% of the human body? Right when, you, right, right when you said, I was like, I was like thinking in my head, how could you ignore a quarter percent of the body? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but legitimately, like wrist locks are super real. They super are. Super legit. They should not be frowned upon. They should be used. They it's joint manipulation. Yeah, I was just straight up. Like now, I'm like, was well, it really a bad thing to I do? I don't see what's the, the bad part Dude, about it. No, no. And I love them too. Like yeah. he he turned me on to wrist locks. Yeah, I've, the first I've been time- using them for years now because they really helped me out. Because a, a lot, of, like I said, I use them to move people around. The first time he ever tapped me was with the wrist yep, lock, and I was like, two years in, it was, was like, the first time I got him. Whoa! Wow. I was like, what was that? I was like, he's like, he's like, it's a wrist lock, and ever <laughs> since then, I was like, how to defend a wrist lock? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it, I think they're a game changer. I've, I, I've hit a couple wrist locks on people because it's like, uh, like an armbar position, right? If you can't break that arm, they got a good grip. Go for the wrist That's lock. Right. Yeah. Look, all you have to do is ask yourself, did it work? That's where I'm at. That's like, it. That's and it. if it worked, it's legit. Now. Now, at the same time, like, I would say it is, I, when I say prison rules, I'm totally joking. It's just funny. Well, I was but, wondering if it's a real thing, because no, even when me and you were pr- rolling, no, prison rules, I was kind of grabbing your wrist, and I was like, should I try? You, you should have tried. You should have like, tried. I'm not going to, because I don't know how it's going to no, go. No, you over. 100% should have. Uh, <laughs> uh, never, always try, and again, dude, don't let anyone stifle you. Even You know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, if you want to talk prison rules, prison rules would be, like, breaking fingers. Yeah, no like a single, no, a single joint, joint yeah. boom, yeah. or thumbs in the eyes, yeah. or grabbing the trachea. Okay, that's prison rules. Oil that's, checks. Yeah, that's street. You know, no oil checks or, here. You, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but no, no, no. Wrist locks are one hundred percent legit. So we were we were talking about it, and I kind of uh, made the joke about it in the middle of the class. Of is it okay to heel hook like a thirteen year old or whatever like that? J- just joking. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cooper. That's right. What what rules do you have? Because obviously legs are a huge part of your game. What yeah. rules kind of do you have for brand new white belts yeah. coming into jujitsu if they're under the tenth planet? Sure, uh, my rules are no. I, I teach everybody everything, but in a live role, no white belt shall be heel hooked or throw a heel hook. Um, also, though, my reasoning is because heel hooks are so powerful. That if you become, they can be a crutch, right? So, so my theory is, if you can straight ankle somebody, you can heel hook them. But just because you can heel hook them doesn't mean you have the ability to straight ankle them. So, if you get really, really good at straight ankles, you're gonna heel hook anybody you want to. Right? Do you know what I mean? But if you just get so reliant on heel hooks that like it'll honestly stifle your learning. I think I've just seen it happen so many times. You right. know, you get these guys day one, they learn heel hooks and you got these like guys who've been training six months and they're heel hooking like good purple belts and brown belts. But then they finally get to a level where all of a sudden that's all they know and they can't pass guards and they, and they right. get their guard passed and they have, you know what I mean? It, it really does stifle them. So yeah, that's all, you know, not because, and they can be dangerous, but not even it, they're more dangerous 
doing them to somebody who doesn't know what right. is being done on them because yeah. you you twist out you, yeah so you, you know, twist the wrong way that's you it. blow your own knee out so it's PJ it's more Penn. to it's more to protect someone who doesn't know what they're doing than to like not hurt them so right. to speak I don't know yeah and that's that's what B J Penn against uh, the Ryan Wizard Hall. Ryan Hall yeah. right. Turned the wrong way, almost blew his own knee out. Straight right? up. And it, BJ Penn, it was a black belt in like three, four years, yeah. right? And turned the wrong way. I couldn't, yeah. and I couldn't imagine someone that has two, three days into jujitsu that's just, that's scared, right? That has no one hundred percent. They're, body fighting, for, they're you, fighting for their life. That's what Literally, I mean. That yeah. primal no, they will blow in. their own knee out. The, right. the, the person throwing the heel hook isn't blowing their knee out. They're blowing their own knee out. Yep. Right. So that's why it's just like just straight ankle them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I would agree with that. And that's the in our school when we first started getting taught straight ankle locks mm-hmm. and wrist locks. It was blue, blue and up, blue and up, mm-hmm. right? And then same thing. It was like don't straight ankle a white belt. Don't don't uh, wrist lock a, a white belt because, especially with wrist locks, because it takes very little, very little, and it's on. And then if they try to jerk, boom, they can Dude, break their own wrist. You know what them. I find is is with girls when I'm rolling with girls like they're so flexible that I let submissions go all the time because they're so flexible that yep. they don't Riley they don't Riley, Riley no, today, Riley's double jointed no I rolled you with her today you try her and it just keeps dude, bending dude that's it and I was like I'm either I'm about to break your arm and so I was like nah I'm not even gonna do yep. it you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean so I put her in like X guard, yeah, and I go for my tactical stand up X. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get this. And then she just she was also uh did judo for a while and okay. gymnastics, sure. So, no, that makes sense, right? Right, makes sense. So yeah. she's very flexible, and I'm like going to stand up like with X guard, and her legs just keep going, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> until I'm they don't, let, right. that's the thing, until they don't. So I've seen more girls get shoulders broken from kimuras uh, than anything because they're like, really? oh. I got flexible shoulders. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Snap. Right. You know what I mean? And that's why I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and just stop this. That's right. it. Just like, let it go. You know, yeah. it's like nothing against her. And first of all, Riley's well, she's 15 years old and yeah. she is she's insane. Tough. Yeah. Like w- whenever we first started, we were all white belts. And, you know, you know, I, it, honestly, if you want to put your weight on a 15 year old girl, you're going to you're going to stop her. But sure. you but you would, can't beat her without that. Exactly. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. she would literally, like, for her Yeah, her we'd dad, take it easy on her. Like, all right, we don't want to She's, like, forearm to no, throat, choking she'd us. She'd take her and, elbow, and she'd I'm grind like, it into your chin and dig it in. I was like, goddamn, bro, all right. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, I, we actually, recently, we've been having a lot of women hit us up on our Instagram, yep. talking about how they want to hear more women on the podcast, because it's I know who you should have on. Who's that? Amanda Lowen. Who's that? She's the first black belt in Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the first female black belt in Oregon. And she's actually training out of 10th Planet Portland now. And she's super legit, man. She's, a, I mean, she's competing consistently. She's actually uh, the title holder of Submission Underground right now. Oh, really? Yeah. You guys should have her up and do the whole yeah. thing. Man. Yeah, she's dude, She's cool, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'll hit you up on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll talk it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. But, like, because there's such a different aspect of, like, even when I'm rolling with a woman, and it's... N- and we, when we had Ashley Villanueva on our episode, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, great. She's a blue belt. Great. But she would talk about how she would feel like guys would go easy on her. Yeah. She's like, no, just go. I'm only going to get better if you actually go on me. That's right. And I think I every, hear a lot of women say that. Right. And I think every guy has that mindset of, I don't want to well, destroy but this person. At the same time, that's also like 
a weird way to protect our ego because if you try to destroy a girl and you can't, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, that's that's all of a sudden, point. you feel like you know. And so, that's and so, point. we we point. do this own bullshit to ourselves. It's like you know, we're not trying to protect the women; we're trying to protect our own fragile ego. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Is so, <laughs> I've been cussed is out. It, is that so. hitting home yeah. or what? No, yeah, I've been cussed yeah. out before. Yeah, yeah for rolling. I think I did rolling too hard. Set. Yes. Well, I was not. He all. was a white belt, and the yep. the woman was a blue. multiple stripe blue belt. Yeah. Okay, that I, had I was probably going forty percent. Okay, I was not doing anything crazy. Yeah, but, but I guess uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, Wait, I'm confused. We, she was mad that you weren't going harder. No, so no, I was going too hard. So oh. stop the roll and cuss me out. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of it, goes both I, ways. The ego protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. And it was because a, she like had put him in an Americana, I think it was, or something like that, and he kind of just like muscled out of yeah. it and then she got started getting frustrated and uh-huh. then it was like it was like why are you going so hard blah 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 using all muscle no technique and then she just got up and left and i've had this happen to me but it was with an, a, a guy and it was and uh john was like so thrown off by it he just left wow it's like what what what, what do you do after that well like, i mean you know honestly I, mean? I roll with my daughters yeah. i'm not rolling hard sure like, i know yeah. what i was doing yeah yeah and uh it wasn't even that. It was more like we were trying to X guard that night. So I was yeah. just keeping her off while she was trying to pass. But uh, yeah, it threw me off because like, am I rolling too hard? And then I had to think about it. But it did kind of mess me up because I, I was actually rolling with a lady in San Diego, and um, pretty sure her husband was a black belt. She was, I think, a brown. But uh, you know, I'm she very cautious you. now when I'm rolling. And she even stopped me in the roll. She's like, "You need to. You're rolling with me like we're just training. We're like we're drilling." Yeah. Like roll harder. You know the way the way I roll with women is I I don't use any strength until I uh, until I can't tap them anymore. Like my little sister, my little sister's really good. Okay, she's a purple belt. You could have her on. She's dope. I'm telling you, she's like one of my. She live in the area. She is in Portland. Yeah, she works up here. She's up and and back and forth, you know. But she's like one of my like top disciples. You know what I mean? She like if I tell her to do something, she will do it. She is the most coachable. She's That's so awesome. dope. Her name's Amber Orchard. Okay, she's really cool. But um, so like I used to roll with her with no strength, and I would tap her out, you know. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't tap her out with no strength. <laughs> so now I'm like, I told her, I'm like, okay, yeah. well now I'm gonna I'm use strength, right? Yeah. Exactly, you know. And so, so now it gets pretty intense sometimes. You know what I mean? And, and, but I don't. I, I'm not holding back. I don't know. It's 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 such a. It's hard to navigate. It is. Oh, it's yeah. very hard. And to it's navigate. even even when I make the joke with uh, friends that are white belts or whatever, if they get another stripe or. They, because we're both blue, right? And so if they get their blue belt, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start turning it up on you now. Like, not saying that I was going easy on you before, but there's there's levels to everyone's game, right? Yeah. Like, especially when we're just training partners. Like, yeah. if I know that you're not like at that level yet, I'm not gonna go do these like, things. Well, that, of course, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. so, but now that you're at another level. Now we can add some more stuff into uh, the but game. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, I remember I was in high school and we had this like Ukrainian national, seven time Ukrainian national champion come in. And I was like 15. And he was like a man. And he <laughs> and he just beat the piss out of me. And yeah. he just, I, I felt like a mouse being toyed with, with a cat. And, I, and at the time, I was a headstrong, disrespectful little punk. And I started like yelling at him. I'm like, well, you're not even like teaching me anything. And I'm like, you're just beating my ass. And I was just, whatever. I was an idiot. And, but I'll tell you what, 
the lesson of his ass beatings never left me. Right. What he what he did is he showed me what is possible. Yeah. And so even though at the time it felt unfair, I realized that he was teaching me, hey dude, this is what can be done. Yeah. So, you know, like I rolled with I rolled with everyone today, you know, the kids and everyone. And like I used my moves on them. I foot sweep people, uh, foot foot swept people. I I I neon belly. Like I didn't really take it easy as far as technique goes. Obviously, I was way bigger and stronger than a lot of them. But like, yeah, it's like how can you be real in your jujitsu, not take it easy, but also not be a bully. Man, there's so many factors. But right. it makes me think one time I was rolling with Kyle Terra, who I, I'm a huge fan of Kyle Terra. I love Kyle. He's brilliant. He's cool. He, he's awesome. And which, by the way, Kyle weighs about, I don't know, maybe 135 pounds. Maybe <laughs> maybe not that much. He's the heaviest person I've ever rolled with. Wow. Really? He felt like he was 300 pounds, oh, dude. Okay, yeah, it yeah. was crazy. So anyway, I get him in a heel hook and it slipped. Like I was going for it, but it slipped. And he just started chewing my ass. You must finish the heel hook. You must finish the heel hook. And how am I supposed to know if I can get, you know? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. And I was just trying to be, I wasn't trying to be too respectful. Also, I wasn't trying to just rip his leg off. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, dude. I, I agree with that because before you jump in, I feel when I roll with higher belts, not that I go easy on them, but I don't want it to be perceived as I'm going 150 percent and I'm trying to like hurt these people or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I come from a strength and conditioning background. I yeah. started off as in CrossFit and uh, I have a little bit of strength, not not a lot. Yeah, you're strong. As, and not yeah, as much I as I used you. to, right? So yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, I, I got told so many times, especially at the beginning, like, don't use your strength, don't use your strength, and it's hard not to. So when I roll with higher belts, I think in my head, I kind of psych myself out. I'm like. Don't use a lot of strength. Don't use sure. a lot of strength. Don't try to tap them. Like you know what I mean? It's, do, do try that, to and, tap and them. That's, and that's the thing. It's like I think in my head. I'm like, like what? What am I doing? Like yeah. just go for the submissions. Yeah. Like or do. Like if I catch something, don't let it go. The like, most honest thing. Look, dude. Honest. I value authenticity. Yeah. And honesty. And the most honest thing you can do is tap someone out if you can tap them out. You're a liar. If you don't tap them out when you could have. That's a great point. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, And that doesn't help them. It doesn't help you. It doesn't yeah. help anybody. Plus, it's kind of dishonest, right? So yeah. it's like, dude, just do it. You I know had that I mean? same scenario. Remember I told you in San Diego, I was yeah. rolling with a purple belt, and I got him. I had like, I had it. I had the Ezekiel. And I was like, should I finish this? Is yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird pissed? thing. And I was I'm, like, I'm is sh- he going to get pissed? Especially as you come as a white I have a dope quote I want to pull out, but you guys keep... I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I, and I'm sure like other white belts can attest to this. Like, they think they can't, they're not supposed to like submit a higher belt because one it's that it's that mutual respect it's like you're a higher belt i shouldn't be able to submit you so if i have this here it's probably because i messed up or you're giving it to me kind of idea and that's what i think about. i don't head. give anybody shit right if somebody taps me it's because they deserve it <laughs> that, no, it's, great. it's great to know but yeah. i'm you know it's because you always hear stories about like oh that purple belt gave you that submission yep. or it's like it wasn't your micro adjustments you know <laughs> <laughs> so, so check this quote out i really really love this it says uh, i got this somewhere on instagram uh, kill the master. The strength of the team is based solely on the willingness of the master to show his students how to kill him. The stronger the students become, the closer to death he inches, the more cunning he must become. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, dude, it's just like it helps everybody to just be real. Now, at the same time, I also tell people, yo, you, if you poke the bear, <laughs> yeah. if you wake the bear up, now you got a pissed off bear. Yeah. So understand, like, you know, 
I'll match your level. So if you start using pain moves on me, trust me, I'll use them back. You yeah. know, it's like how how much do you want to escalate this thing? Yeah. So And I think that's another thing too is like because when you first start off at jiu-jitsu as a white belt or even a, a very young blue belt before you start fully understanding who you are as a per- like your blue belt is like where you begin to understand who you are as a person sure. or as a practitioner, yeah, yeah. right? And I think and a lot of people could probably agree with this is it's like if I tap this person, whether higher or lower belt, right, are they going to start turning it up on me too or is it is it going to escalate to a whole new level of, of something? But honestly, I think I think if, if you get there, it's not that big of a deal. Just do it, right? Yeah. Like you said, like you tap. have to. Dominic Cruz uh, has a quote that I thought was fantastic. I had never heard it before. But he said, if you're not – if you're a champion, you're not making everyone else below you better, then you're not a true champion. Right? Straight up. Right? If you're if, if everyone underneath you is not getting better to beat you, then you're you're not you're not well, at a high plus, level. As plus you also won't keep getting better. Right. You know what I mean? If everyone right. else around you is getting better, that means you are too. Well look at look at MMA now, look at jujitsu now, look at competitive sports in general. Yeah. Because there was always someone willing and trying to get better and do something different. We have a level of sport now that is just like insane. Yeah. The Straight amount of up. athleticism just normal yeah. people have. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's like you mentioned in the class, like the people people having a good Kimura defense here or whatever. Yeah. Right. And it's because people got Kimura over and over sure. and over again or whatever. And it's 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 a true testament to just if you get tapped or you tap someone, it's not it's not a bad thing. Dude, we it's are not a bad all, thing. We are all standing on the shoulders of the people before us. Right. You know what I mean? So we can't take too much credit. Right. You know what I mean? No one really can, you know? So, yeah, it's just, it's cool like that. Even the origins of jiu-jitsu started somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. You, you know? know what I mean? Like, no one can claim it. Right. Yeah. So, shit, wrestling and running, they're the two oldest sports yeah. to humans, you know? So it all started somewhere long ago. Yeah, so w- when you when you go to learn... Is there a specific person that you look to or a specific thing to, that you you, like you want to, like, grow as? Who, or? You, who are you searching for? When yeah, you I, I used to, but now I don't. Now really? I don't study. It. I mean, maybe that's bad to say. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. Like, I watch everything and see nothing at the same time. Like, when I see things, I don't even see who's doing it. I either like it or I don't. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I don't care if a blue belt's doing it. Like, I've legitimately added things into my game that I saw a blue belt do, you know. Um, But at the same time, you know, like, if I'm trying to be like someone else, then I'm not being me. Yeah. You know, so I'm just trying to be me. And, yeah, you know, um, I think some of the things that are teaching me the most right now, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with, like, different weapons. Dude, the weapons teach me so much. Really? You know what I mean? Like, weapons teach me a lot, and uh, drawing teaches me a lot. Like, uh, I never drew my whole life. You know, I, I was actually a horrible artist, you know? And uh, and I got tired of saying, oh, I'm a martial artist. I'm not an artist. One day I was like, no, I'm done with that. I'm going to be an artist now. So I started drawing, and drawing taught me about shapes and... Uh, perspective and you know everything is either a curve or an angle that's all there is Mm. and there's more extreme and less extreme of curves and angles and then you know different sizes and how they fit into each other 
And so, uh, like, my, like, you can, I can go disc golfing. And, and, golf. and disc golf's dope, right? right? It's so fun. Especially up here. And I can learn about martial arts while disc golfing. In fact, I used to think disc, disc golfing was stupid until, until I saw someone throw a disc like a <laughs> laser beam 400 feet. And I'm like, yo, if that had razor edges on it, dude, that's a weapon. Like, you're going to yeah. be lopping heads off. Like, right. ancient warfare, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of discs flying at you, dude. Right. You know? yeah. and oh, so, I agree. And I agree. so then I was like, okay, footwork and turning the hips. It's like throwing a punch. It's like, you know what I mean? So, man, I, I learn from quite literally everything I do, you know, and I try to bring it back to jujitsu. Every jujitsu is my true passion, you know. Everything else I do, I really like to do. I like to draw, and I like the sword, and I like all these disc golf. I like all these things, just so I can bring it back to jujitsu. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like you mentioned earlier. Movement is movement, right? Yeah. That's like one of the first things you said in the seminar. It's yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you're throwing a kick it doesn't matter if you're stepping through for a scissor takedown or if you're just doing yoga if you're just doing yoga right movement is movement your body can only move a certain way in so many certain ways that's it right and then it's the application of that movement that turns it into like you said either it turns into a a submission a A kick a a kick or a block or yeah right it's it's all the same movement no no matter what it is and that was a that was a great thing like rory dean talked about and another thing you said was about gravity right Jiu-jitsu works in certain ways because of gravity. If yeah. there was no gravity, if someone's in mount, now they're in. Now you're in their guard That's right. or whatever, right? That's right? Like it's because of gravity that it works. Yeah. And Roy Dean talks about how his one advice for white belts would be: get used to the ground because everything's forced into the ground, yeah. right? Like everything, your back is on the ground, yeah. like their yeah. back is on the ground, your side is on the ground. Get used to that feeling of the ground, yeah. and then you be become more aware. Yeah, I like that. You know, and so that's that's that's. It's just crazy to think about the different aspects that all play in together. Like you wouldn't think things play into jujitsu. They do, right? Everything. Like, well, what is it? What does uh, Musashi say? Something like, "See the way broadly, and you see it in all things." Or once you see the way, you see it in all things. Right. There's just there's the way. Right. And it's the same for everything you do. Right. You know what I mean? Prime example: baseball chokes. You hold a. How do you hold a baseball bat? And it's a choke. Totally. Or the way I, I said, oh, you hold the, uh, the wrist. Right. It's a sword grip or a right. baseball bat. Right. You know Burrito. I mean? Like, I didn't. Now I'm going to be like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I can remember that. It would be a Travis Redrillo. You could call it the beer if you do <laughs> it. Travis two, like, two handing. Oh, it. my God. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. John, what's funny is um, so John, in his older age, has a hard time with multiple step things. And we've talked about it a lot yeah. on the podcast. Okay. But. So today he he got the movement and it was the sweep under into the the leg lace right and uh, he did it smooth and I was like yo that had more than two steps and it got the move he's like I know I don't know what's going on (laughs) so when when you go to teaching people how do you teach for everyone or do you kind of feel the room. And then basing on that. Well, the way my school is right now, it's been crazy with the pandemic and just all this stuff. But all I have is all level classes. Okay. I don't have fundamentals. I don't have advanced. I will legitimately have a first day ever person on the mat as this, as uh, the same time as a black belt. So, yeah, I try. I have to teach classes for everybody. And it's really, really tricky. But, you know, one of the things I say is like, all right, let's say I, I show a big, long path. If you're advanced, do the whole path. If you're not, 
do not move on to step two until you right. understand step one, you know? So, you know, there's that. Um, so I kind of do feel the room for how I do things, but at the same time, like, you know, like I did some crazy stuff today. I showed you guys some crazy stuff or even, even you. demonstrated it just because I want you to know that crazy stuff is possible to do. Right. Right. So kind of like the story I told about the, the motorcycle guys, I'll tell it really quick just so everyone else knows it. It's a great story. It, it is. Yeah. Back in the day, evident. And I don't even know for sure that it's true, but I know that <laughs> I, I know it for sure. I know but for don't sure say that, that. You I said know. it like it was true. Well, we I wasn't convicted. All I know is I wasn't there, but it makes enough sense. So listen, supposedly back in the 80s, right before the Internet, uh, these motocross dudes in the middle, uh, the Midwest, you know, all they had access to uh, for motocross was magazines. And in the pictures of the magazines, it looks like dudes are flying through the air. And so they think, hey, these guys are flying like 10 feet in the air, so we should probably be doing that. Well, then they go out to a competition in California where everyone's like five feet in the air, and they're d way higher than that. And so then these Californians are like, whoa, these Midwest guys are crazy. But the whole time, the Midwest guys thought the Californians were doing that. Right. You know? So um, if I can just, like make you think that some crazy stuff is possible, then you will do that crazy stuff right. eventually. But if I say, no, 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 you can't do that, then I'm going to limit you and I don't want to do that. More than anything, I want to show people it's possible, even if you can't do it yet. You know, it's like today, I, 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 one of these guys, it was his first day of Nogi ever. And I'm like, look, dude, today was just planting a seed. The plant doesn't grow the day you plant it. The, the, the drop the seed. It was just a seed that's going to grow into something. Right. But if I had never dropped that seed, maybe that kid's never going to hit a flying triangle in 10 years. Right. You know? So that's what it's all about. I'm just Johnny Appleseed throwing seeds of <laughs> crazy jujitsu out there. So uh, what's funny is when we all first start jujitsu, especially when it comes to nogi, like one of the first things you, you research is rubber guard, right? You're sure. Like, oh, I want to learn rubber guard. I want to learn rubber yeah. guard. Or, you know, Eddie Bravo has a lot of content out there. Yeah. Tenth Plant has a lot of content out there. Would you tell people to steer away from that, or would you kind of encourage them if they don't go to a Tenth Planet school? Yeah. Well, I would say that Rubber Guard, the real gold in Rubber Guard is mission control, which is just the first position. Because if nothing else, not to say necessarily for the street, but MMA, it keeps you from getting punched in the face. So you don't need to learn all the crazy, weird intricacies of Rubber Guard, but everyone should learn mission control if they don't want to get punched in the face or if they're thinking about MMA. You know what I mean? So uh, does everyone need to learn a Hindu lotine or a dead orchard or a gogo plata? Maybe not. But I think everyone should learn how to not get punched in the face. And rubber yeah. guard is really, really good for that, you know. Um, but really, you know, I I've seen guys that look like they should not be able to play rubber guard. Like bigger dudes and not that long of legs, but they're like rubber guard killers. So anyone can do it. You know, I really believe that. Like, you know what Lotus is where you cross both feet mm -hmm. over? Yeah, yeah. I, I was 25 before I could do that. Mm. You know what I mean? And I had to make a, dis I, like, a clear decision in my head, like, that is my goal. And it took me a year, a year of stretching consistently to do it. So, like, dude, anyone can do anything, you know, um, until you believe you can't, right? So, yeah, don't, don't limit yourself. Every, you know, if, if you more than anything, if you want to do rubber guard, you should. Right. That's it. Really. You should never let anyone tell you to not do rubber guard. But people that happens all the time. I hear crazy stories like we do not play rubber guard in the school. And I'm yeah. like, whoa, dude, like 
that sucks. Why not? That sucks <laughs> yeah. for your students, man, yeah. because... Jiu-jitsu is jiu-jitsu, bro. That's it, you know? And again, like, how are you going to tell me how to paint a picture? That's so stupid. Yeah. You know? And that's what jiu-jitsu is to me. Yeah, we definitely have had, right, John, a couple of people say, you shouldn't do this, mm -hmm. can't do lots, that. Lots, lots. It always aggravates me. Yeah, yeah but it's like, but wait, did it work? <laughs> Does it work? Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Maliki Freeman, we had him on our podcast, ATT, uh, American Top Team, black belt uh under ricardo laborio and he talks about junk jutsu he's like if it works oh, it dude. works straight it doesn't up. matter if yeah. it has a name or not yeah if it works it works That's junk it. jitsu man straight up dude like dude the uh the kid that just won the last cjj against pj bark barch in the finals the uh one of the twins out of autos why can't i think of their names right now oh i know who you're talking about yeah too. he hit him with a buggy choke which when you look at it you're like stupid <laughs> not gonna work some dude it works. And, like, again, man, we don't even know what's possible. So if someone tells us not to do something and then you stop doing it, you could be missing out on a game-changing yeah, right. new creation, you know? Yeah. What, what, so when it comes to, like, combat jiu-jitsu and stuff like that, we see a lot of high-level 10th Planet guys up there. But when you look honestly look at, like, UFC or IBJF rules – why don't you think you see more high-level 10th Planet guys up there? Because the stuff does work, Yeah. right? Do you think it's the rule set? Do you think it's the atmosphere, or what do you think it I is? I mean, I think the rule set probably has, like, a lot to do with it, you know, because I, I, I know specifically for me, and this was a problem even back in high school wrestling, I was always getting my ass kicked until I won. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, if you go and watch Shugyo, it's a tournament I won a couple of years ago. It's a submission-only, no-time-limit thing. In every match, I, I start off in bad positions. Like, I just instantly get in bad positions. Maybe that's because I have really shitty jujitsu. <laughs> or maybe that's because I like to lull you into confidence and then attack when you think I can't attack you. Now, in IBJJF, that doesn't work as well because there's it's a shorter match and there's all these rules and stuff. But in no time limit, I'm, I can do whatever I want. I'm, what, right. I, oh, you pass my guard? Whoop-de-freaking-do. Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. In a street fight, does it matter? No, it only matters who wins, you right. know? So, like, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a mentality, you know? Like, well, I mean, well, I, I don't really know that much at all about the IBJJF, but wasn't it created by the Gracie Baja mm -hmm. organization? Yeah. Okay. If you look at their style, their style dictated the IBJJF rules. So obviously they're really good at that. But then you look at like submission only stuff, you see a lot of 10th planet guys. Yep, I was going to say that's because what I'm that that was made by their rule set. That yeah. you know what I mean? Like we we all are definitely styles uh styles make matches and styles can uh you know and 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 and, and rules can dictate these things. Yeah, and it's not, it's not to say that 10th planet stuff can't work cuz Tony Ferguson is a prime example. Yeah. Right? Highest level MMA fighter um and he hits Minari rules. Yeah. Like he does all the all the stuff that shouldn't work in MMA because you'll get punched in the face, and he does it. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's he's great. And so that's that was always a question that I had in myself. Like, yeah. why don't we see more of this? I, yeah. You know, I also think it's because we just don't care as much. Yeah. Like I don't think it's just what we're as interested in. You know, as like the submission only, no time limit kind of things. But EBI rules. EBI and, rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess. I guess, but also, Tenth Planet is it's it's getting to be an older school, but like it's younger than a lot. Yep. 
It's younger than a lot of younger schools. Younger than Gracie Baja, Carlson Gracie. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? So time to catch up and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Eddie just doesn't put an emphasis on that. But, like, dude, you go to a – I mean, I don't know. Take it for what it's worth. I mean, the, the level of tournaments and stuff. But, like, dude – I mean, Nagas get dominated by Tenth Planet. Yeah, wasn't that? And that's There's right. all it's kinds of IBGF, tournaments out there Naga, yeah. that get dominated by Tenth yep. Planet. Maybe not all these like point tournaments and stuff like that, but well, it's funny you say that. Um, I think it was Z that asked you earlier how to prepare for the competitions. Yeah, and uh, we talked to him a little bit about it while you were gone, and okay. I asked him about it because I was curious what he was really talking about there. And some of that was you just hit on it: time limits, yeah, points and yeah. submissions, yeah. So when I was getting ready for the competition, I had a hard time in here getting ready for it because uh, it was point-based. Yeah. So a lot of our training for it was even if I was in a dominant position, they wanted me to move, move, move. You can't sit there for three seconds. Move. You got to, like, all these transitions. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to get in that dominant position. I don't care how long I have to hold it. I just want the submission. Yeah. I don't care how long I have to stay there. That's what I'm saying. So when I went and did the competition, my actual mindset was I don't care about points at all. All yes. I want the submission. Yes. That's all I want. Exactly. And it took, like, all the pressure off of me. Yeah. Because I didn't care about all but that. But that's a mentality. Yeah. That's you, what you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Tenth Planet, our mentality is like, fuck points. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. That is that's so, why EBI rule set is so, the way it is. Exactly. It's so <laughs> arbitrary. Yeah. Sort, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, okay, cool. You got to take down. Good job. But yeah, did you submit me? You, you, like, you <laughs> took me down to my guard, which is really where I want to yeah, be. You know, So it's kind of stupid. Well, it was funny talking to him because like, well, you know, when I go into it, I'm going to rack up 14 points real quick. Yeah, and then I'll work it. the submission. And yeah. I was like, mm, all right. But that, to me, I was like, I don't care if you rack up 50 points. I'm going to try to work that submission and just end it. That's right. it. But right. Straight yeah. up. If you're hunting for points, you're probably missing out a submission. If I'm hunting for a submission, I'm going to probably find a submission well, a whole lot I always lot felt like it went against, for, for me and like my jiu-jitsu so far, like for me it feels like jiu-jitsu is the submission. Like that's all I want to work to. Dude, like, you, you said it right there. And not only that, because back in the day, like I said, I didn't know what jiu-jitsu even meant. I thought, or like my idea of it was get the submission as fast as you could. I always thought of it as making the kill with the drawing of the sword. Right. Like the shortest path to the submission. Right. I thought that's what jujitsu meant. Right. Not like this big, long, crazy yes. thing. No, I'm talking like how quickly can I submit you? That's why you shoot deer in the heart. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes. You you well, I was like, I don't want to go five minutes. I want to end this as fast as I that's can right. so yeah. I can recover that's for the right. next one. That's right. <laughs> or in a in a in a life and death situation, you're not playing a long game. Right. You want to be in and out and done. Right. You know. So we try to target this podcast for beginner practitioners. Most people that we have hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is are people that have just started jujitsu. And we do a say uh, a question every single every single time of what would your advice be to a brand new white belt starting jujitsu? Oh, just have fun. Like don't try to win. Don't try to win. Don't try to be the baddest dude in the room. Don't try to just like win or just have fun and observe. You know what I mean? Like don't put a bunch of pressure on yourself. Um, seriously, just have fun. Because like I was saying earlier at the seminar, you, you won't get good at something if you're not having fun. Or let me put it this way. You'll get good faster if you're having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just have a good time. You know what I mean? Like legitimately, if I could just go back and tell young Nathan something, I'd be like, bro, Relax. Yeah. yeah. Just chill just chill out. Relax the body. Yeah. Just chill out. And not just the body, but the mind and yeah. all the worries and all the this and then that. You know, it's just like sometimes our trying is the thing that's in our way. 
You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's just like a dog chasing its tail. It's like you're chasing yourself. What are you going to do when you get it? Nothing. There's nothing. Just stop. Just chill out. Be cool. Have fun. Be in the moment. Don't do it for any other intention than you like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're trying to prove something to somebody, I mean, like, dude, I just see it all the time. I just see all these guys like trying to prove how badass they are. If you have to prove you're a badass, that means you're not a badass. <laughs> right. That's exact by by its nature in the statement. I must prove I am a badass. Badasses don't prove they're badasses. You know what I mean? So it just, you know, the most badass thing a guy could do is not give a fuck what anybody thinks. Right. That's why you wear the fanny pack, bro. That's why I'm wearing a J-Rub right uh, now, baby. With you. you know what I we mean? We have them. Plus, yeah. I also like the whole like uh, doing dorky things because Me too. because I'm I'm bad enough to where I'm a badass enough to where I can. You know like look, I'm That's a sen- I'm a sensitive dude. You know what I mean? I really am. Like when it comes to my family and my wife and relationship and my friends, like I'm kind of I'm I'm sensitive, right? But I am allowed to be sensitive because I know I'm a badass. Right. So I don't have to prove it. I'm not like afraid to prove my manhood, you know, right. because I, I know myself. I have proven it to myself. So it's like I'm more free to just be me because. Yeah, that self-confidence. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, we have a friend who is a blue belt now, but he was a senior chief at the time in the Navy. And at the end of his day, he or at the beginning of his day and or beginning of his day, he would tell all of his junior people like oh, yeah he's like he's like hey this is how it is blah 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 and he's like and if you don't have and if you have a problem with it tuesdays and thursdays at six o'clock you can meet me on the mat and, and one did. guy took yep. him up and he Straight whooped up. him up and down the <laughs> mat bro he's all like he's like now you're gonna listen to me right he's yeah. like all right thanks for me. Yeah. <laughs> walked away that's it you know every, and uh a lot of people that we talk to that talk about why they start jujitsu is because of that same reason right they want to have that self-confidence like, yeah i know I'm hard to kill. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not, not necessarily hard to kill, but no, no, no. It's, I get what you're saying. You know of what course, I'm and it's 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 a great feeling knowing. Well, it's that. a primal, like, dude. The most natural animal instinct is to survive. Right. Period. And right. jujitsu is the practice of survival. Right. You know what I mean. So, Roy Dean talks about that too. What did he What did he say, John? On which one? About about uh losing when you first start off, and it's like my bloodline's gone. Oh like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That tap means death. And yeah, it's like yeah. now it's I don't. Like, I would have died. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's not true, man. It's, it's you get caught. It happens. I my, got caught by a brand new white belt today. It's like yeah. it's like I put myself in a bad position. He capitalized on it, and then sure, that was the end of it. Totally. it my like, definition what, what of badass has changed. So to me, yeah. once I see the same person on the mat for like a couple months, white belt, blue belt, whatever, they're instantly a badass because right. they just showed up over and over again. On Artist part showing up, right? Straight up, dude. Like that's to that's me. That's truth. all. Like you know, we got a bunch of those new white belts. You know, the guy's having a hard yep. time tying his belt and shit. Yeah, he showed up now for what like two months. Yeah, I'm like, you've already made it. Yeah, like, yeah. you're just, you're you cool, dude. Second, that's it right there. Yeah, like, if you can consecutively show up knowing that you're just gonna get yeah. your butt kicked over and over yeah, again, that means you're a badass. You're a badass. Yeah, you're a badass. Like what else do you have to fear in life? Yeah, like like you don't. I'm gonna get my ass kicked, but whatever. Yeah, that, those guys. I'm like, man, you're bad at it. No, you keep I showing up. You're, you're good. That's true. Yeah. So, John, you got any more questions? No, uh, uh, no. But I do want to say I really enjoyed your uh, seminar, oh, man. Yeah, thank that you. was a lot of really fun. I enjoyed it. it, and I learned something. So, good, it was great. Well, then I didn't fail. No. <laughs> if you learned at least one thing, I did my job. I, I, yeah, I learned a lot. Did. Yeah, cool. yep. I'm telling you, he got he got more than a two-step yeah, process, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah, a, that, that was a victory for both of us. I was like. You just did that. 
Yeah. Like, I know. That's what's up. So, I love Nathan, it. If people want to follow you or, or find out more about you, where, where can they find you? Um, I guess I'm most active on, not that I'm very active on social <laughs> media at all, really, but uh, Instagram, NateOrch10P. That's it. And uh, yeah, I, other than that, I kind of just keep to myself, but uh, I'm training constantly so if you really want to connect with me just uh hit me up and maybe come check my school out you know i'll, I'll always be there you know and that's I mean? uh 10th planet 10th seattle. planet seattle we should do it in yeah. bellevue yeah in bellevue not to be confused with walking around downtown seattle looking for it yeah exactly <laughs> well you know look 10th planet is a worldwide organization yeah, huge and no one worldwide knows bellevue yeah everyone knows seattle right so i'm i'm 10 miles from seattle less than that trust me we live in bermerton and everyone thinks we're in seattle exactly yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah. dude it's just it, you know who bitches about it is the people that live in bellevue <laughs> <laughs> they're I like well it's it, it's ten ten, it says 10 seattle but we're in bellevue and i'm like dude whatever it's, it's a seattle greater area relax <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it's not that big of a deal that's what's like, up. but <laughs> no you guys should come check out an open match sure. i would love to yeah yeah especially once everything calms down of course you know you know what i mean it was it was great and we 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 love dropping in at other schools and we, I don't compete, but I love hang, dropping. What you in mean is schools. you haven't yet. Okay, I haven't competed yet, but I have dropped in at multiple places, and yeah. I get you know I get that experience of rolling that's with other that's people. that's the step below competition. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. It's it's still great. I'm still exposing myself to so people. Uh, different yeah. roles and things you don't know. You're unsure and you're out of your comfort zone. So you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, we greatly appreciate you coming on, Nathan. Thank you, Thank you guys so much. Oh, yeah. This is fantastic. Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah, yeah. The Thank seminar you. was great. The podcast was great. Everything was, Thank you. was Thank great, you. man. Thank you Hopefully so much. Hopefully we can do it again. So if you guys want to follow Nathan more, there you go right there. Thank you again, Nathan, for coming on. I love What is it? <laughs> <laughs> so hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Later. Oh, and uh, remember... I'm not saying it, bro. Keep Just your elbows it. tight. Yeah, uh, well, uh, it's yeah. actually it's no oil. No tricks oil here. tricks. Here. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. <know. laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. All right.